Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. Staple self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including movie reviews, celebrity interviews, classic radio shows, trivia contests, and showbiz news. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio Christmas episode of the Radio City Playhouse. But first, national movie critic Sarah Adamson is here to review two films that recently released. Spectre and Brooklyn. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great, Carl. How are you? Excellent. Let's talk about Spectre. So what's going on, James? They say you're finished. What do you think? I think you're just getting started. Magnificent, isn't she? Zero to 60 in 3.2 seconds. A few little tricks up her sleeve. Do one more thing for me. What do you have in mind? Make me disappear. So what's this film all about? It's rated PG-13. It's an action spy thriller by Sony Pictures. You know, Bond, Daniel Craig, receives this cryptic message. And it's about this sinister organization called Spectre. Right. Oh, boy. Do you know what Spectre stands for? Um, yeah, I used to because this is sort of a remake of... Uh of a movie that had Sean Connery in it. Yeah, it's Special Executive Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion. Ah. Yeah. Okay. That's a bad organization. No, super bad, <laughs> especially since the guy running it is the baddest of the bad guys, Christoph Waltz. Oh, is he ever. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's always bad. And, of course, Daniel Craig, I think one of the best Bonds, maybe the second best Bond of all, I really, uh, you know, Sean Con. nobody's going to take it from Sean Connery, in my opinion. I agree. But I would say Daniel Craig is probably the second best Bond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's really good. Yes. You know, this is a 24th Bond film. Right. And this is Daniel Craig's fourth and last role. Right. Here. They already asked me to play Bond, and I had to say no Carl. because of the commitment here with the show. That's right. And I was practicing my... Shaking, not stirred, and all that. There you but go. they, yeah, they just—they didn't offer me enough money, and it was too much time. You just want to didn't want to travel all over like they right. do in this movie, no, I didn't right? want to travel all over the world <laughs> and uh, be with beautiful women, drive cool cars, and have gadgets and guns. No, I didn't want to do that at all. They give you a good budget, though. Do you know this budget for this movie was oh two hundred and forty-five million? Oh my gosh, that's crazy! Almost the most expensive movie that's ever been made. Unbelievable! Yeah. Unbelievable! Yeah. All right, another clip. From Spectre. Is this really what you want? Living in the shadows? Hunting? Being hunted? Always alone? I don't stop to think about it. So what did you think of the film? Oh, I'm in. Three and a half stars out of four. You know, this is a solid, serious spy film. But it has a little playful edge to it as well. Mm-hmm. which I like. And, you know, we have the Bond girl this time, and her name is Leah Shadu. She asked James Bond, 
given the choice, why does a man choose the life of an assassin? Mm. And James Bond says, well, it's that of the priesthood. Yeah. You know, <laughs> some humor. Right. You know, which, right, right, which right. lightens it up. Well, I'm glad, you know, it, it, every once in a while you and I differ, okay, on these yeah, movies. Yeah, we do. And, you know, I did not like this film. <gasps> oh, really? I would oh, have I given it. it, like, two stars. Really? I just did not think it held, uh, you know, the glue together that the Bond films usually do. But I'm glad you liked it because I because I, I appreciated all the special effects and I appreciated the acting and of oh, course yeah. Daniel Craig is amazing. But I just didn't care for this uh, Bond film and that's really it's really sad for me because I'm a Bond lunatic. That is sad. I missed M though. Didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Judy yeah. Dench. Yes. I yeah. miss her. But you know, I loved all the all the um, locations. Yeah. Um, Terrific location. Daniel Craig was exhausted after this film. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, he was all over the world. All Rome, right, so, London. Yep, so three and a half stars for Spectre. You heard it here, Sarah Adamson says. Now, let's talk about Brooklyn. I wish that I could stop feeling that I want to be an Irish girl in Ireland. Homesickness is like most sicknesses. They were pass. Would you dance with me? I'm not Irish. So what were you doing at an Irish dance? I really like Irish girls. So what's this film all about? It's rated PG-13. It's a historical drama by Fox Searchlight. Shersha Ronan, she's an Irish immigrant who in 1952, she comes to Brooklyn, New York, and tries to find her way. She lives in an Irish boarding house, which is very unusual in today's terms. So we get to see what that's all about. Mm. We see her working in a department store. We also see her very homesick until... She meets Tony. Mm. Every, Tony. Yep. Yeah. Every Cohen. Yeah. And to they, New York. Tony. <laughs> yeah. T-O-N-Y. <laughs> Tony. And they secretly are married. Ah. So yes. her big dilemma after her sister passes away, should she go back to Ireland and be with her mother or should she stay in New York? Should she stay with the love of her life yeah. in Brooklyn, New York? All right. Another clip from Brooklyn. Ireland must seem very backward to you now. Is that Jim Farrell I saw? He's a catch for someone. We have a life halfway across the sea. Your life here could be just as good. If you go back, I have no protection. I want you to stay here with me. What did you think of the film? Oh, I'm in. Three and a half stars out of four. You know, this is a gorgeous period piece um, that most should enjoy and appreciate. Mm -hmm. They've recreated uh, 1950s New York just perfectly. The director is John Crowley, and the screenplays by Nick Hornby. The costuming especially stands out. And Shersha's Ronan, she's an absolute brilliant actress. I remember her from The Lovely Bones. Remember that movie? Yes. Where Stanley Tucci was the crazy killer in that? Yes. Yes. She's terrific. She really is. And it has a smart script with twists and turns. And I think... You know, it's an entertaining film, and anybody who likes history will really enjoy yeah, this. Yeah, and it seems like it's a really good family film, too, right? Yeah, it's just good old-fashioned storytelling. It is, it is. It's really like the Hollywood movie as they used to make them, right? Yes. Okay, so three and a half stars for Brooklyn and three and a half stars for Spectre. Sarah Adamson <laughs> says, but check out all of her reviews, not just the one she does here on Hollywood 360, at her website, which is Sarah's backstagepass.com. Sarah, great having you on the show. Thank you, Carl. It's always my pleasure. All right, the Radio City Playhouse is coming your way. Stay with us. Now back to the best in classic radio 
on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. The Radio City Playhouse was one of the last of the premium drama shows heard on NBC. The network spared no expense bringing the greatest actors, writers, and directors to this anthology of wonderful, popular, modern dramas. Directed by Harry Junkin, the Radio City Playhouse featured a terrific blend of both contemporary original radio plays and classic dramas backed by the very finest voice talent on contract with NBC. Even the newcomers the series showcased during its three seasons were remarkably talented young finds in their own right. All right, Lisa, it's time now for a great Christmas show called Twas the Night Before Christmas, and it goes back to Christmas Day of 1949. It stars Lyle Sudrow, and uh, also in this cast, Ross Martin. I don't know if you remember who Ross Martin is. He was on Wild Wild West. He was Artemis Gordon uh, alongside uh, the star of the, sh- of the show, of course, Robert Conrad. Also in the cast, Bernard Grant and Louis Van Rooten. Fred Collins does the announcing. It's sustained over NBC. Part one now of the Radio City Playhouse. The National Broadcasting Company presents Radio City Playhouse, Attraction 66. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the director of Radio City Playhouse, Harry W. Junkin. Thank you, Fred. Good afternoon, everybody. It seems to us that there are a few things more appropriate as a Christmas gift to Radio City Playhouse listeners, than a story by the inimitable Paul Gallico. Since 1936, when he first entered the short story field, he has been published regularly by such magazines as the Saturday Evening Post, Collier's, Cosmopolitan, and Esquire, and today we welcome him to Radio City Playhouse. Here then, with our very best wishes, is our Christmas Day broadcast. Lyle Sudrow as Perry Brown, Bernard Grant as Al Vogel in Twas the Night Before Christmas by Paul Gallico, Attraction 66 on Radio City Playhouse. It is four o'clock in the afternoon of Saturday, December the 24th, in the city room of the Daily Blade. Almost everybody has gone home. A couple of office boys are yawning on the call bench. Three rewrite men are pecking away at their typewriters and watching the clock. At the head of the room, Tex Court, the city editor, is talking earnestly into the telephone with a hunted look on his face. Nearer the door, Perry Brown, the Daily Blade's best reporter, is chatting with Al Vogel, his photographer. They're both about to leave for Rusty's party when Perry's telephone rings. Hello, Perry Brown. Oh, hello, Rusty. Yes, we're just leaving. Uh Uh-huh, I'm all cleaned up. Uh, The tree tree come? Uh, Good. Uh, No, no, Vogel's sitting on my desk. We'll leave together. Oh, honey, I'm going to trim that tree with diamonds, rubies, and sapphires. That'll run into dough. (laughs) Vogel says that'll run into dough. (laughs) Huh? Oh, darling, if you play Holy Night, I'll cry. Yes, I will. I get very sentimental about Christmas. Vogel will cry, too, won't you, Al? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) All right, we'll all cry, and it'll be a wonderful party. Oh, now, darling, don't worry about the Christmas tree fires. They won't break out until 9 o'clock, and besides, I'd quit before I'd miss the party. Okay, anything you want me to bring? Just me? Okay. Love you. 
Hey, why don't you marry the girl and put her out of her misery? I'm uh, working on it by this time next year. Come on, Al, let's get out of here. Right behind you. Let's go say Merry Christmas to Tex. Come on. It's a good idea. Come on. Rusty's as excited about this Christmas party as a five-year-old kid. It's our first real planned party. No kidding. Yes, Mrs. Pettensall, I understand, and I'm sure we can take care of it by 11 o'clock at number three Courtney Tower. Your harness to the wagon, yes. Mrs. Pettensall. It's all right, Mrs. Pettensall. I'll keep in touch with you. <laughs> Same to you. Goodbye. Uh, Al and I are just leaving, Tex. Merry Christmas and try to get up to Rusty's party if you can, will you? Uh, What's the matter? Perry, I meant to let you and Al go, but oh, no. something unforeseen is coming. No, you promised us the night off. You did, Tex. Yes, I know. And you'll get to Rusty's party later. Did you, uh, hear anything of that telephone conversation I just had? You, uh... Mean Mrs. Pettensall? Tex. Her nephews have arrived unexpectedly from the West. She wants a Christmas present for them. Oh, no. She wishes us to secure a pair of goats for her. Goats? Harness to a red wagon. Oh, you're kidding. Goats? Harness to a red wagon. Is she crazy? Where can you find a couple of goats in a red wagon on Christmas yeah, Eve? Yeah, where can you find a couple of goats? You mean where can you find them? Oh, Tex, no. It'll be all right if the outfit arrives at three Courtney Towers by 11 to 9. I won't do it. I promised Rusty. And I promised the wife of our editor and managing director that I'd get her two goats. All right, we quit, don't we, Al? Absolutely, we, we quit. We told Rusty nothing would keep us away from her first party. Listen, Perry, Al, I'm sorry, but I'm on the spot. Do you think I get a kick out of having my reporters used as footmen? Mrs. Pettensall's a bad little girl. Bad little girl. She's a girl. gadfly sent to try us. I'm sorry, but it's all a part of the screwy business, and she is the wife of our managing director. Now, please, Perry. There's nobody else to send, please. I can't. Rusty will give me the air. That's, she'll understand she's a newspaper woman. No, no, no. Not tonight she isn't. Tonight she's a kid having her first Christmas You'll party. You'll just be a little late. Here, I'll give you a petty cash slip. Yeah. Get upstairs and cash it before five. How much? The sky's the limit. All right, a grand. I said the sky, not the stratosphere. You want your stinking goats, don't you? How do I know what I'll run up against? I may have to buy them from the zoo. Okay. Here. Need any help? Call me. Oh, thank you. And you call Rusty. I haven't got the nerve. She'll think I'm drunk. All right. Call her up and say you sent me out to get two goats and a red wagon. Oh, boy, she'll love you. Come on, Al. Maybe we can get the... Goats quick somehow. Uh... Hey, where are you going first, Perry? Where would you go to get goats? Brooklyn. Gee, Perry. It's nice driving over Brooklyn Bridge at night, ain't it? Yeah. Holy night, silent. Can I find two goats? Ah, the old bridge looks pretty tonight with all the lights on it and everything. Yeah. Where, oh, where can I find two goats? Hey, just, just look at the lights on the water, Perry, and the fears. Look, huh? Hey, Perry, look. Huh? Hey, hey, that flash of flame down there. Look, will you? Yeah, hey, Perry, yeah, look. Yeah, Piers yeah. on fire. Look, will you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely fire. Maybe it'll burn all night. Too bad we can't go. What do you mean we can't go? You nuts. My dear Al, consider your position. We're in the service of the rich. We're after goats. We're not reporters. We're lackeys. 
Mrs. Pettensall would be very, very angry if we went to a fire instead of buying her two goats harnessed to a red wagon. Larry, we gotta look. It's spreading. Look at the orange and the yellow. I know. It's like an atomic... Uh, Will you look? Uh, look? Maybe I can grab a shot. Now, slow down, Perry. Please. Maybe I can get a picture from here. No, no, no. Uh, we must let nothing turn us from our duty. We're not reporters. We're butlers. Well, I got it anyway. And maybe that won't be the picture of the year. Silky and white, and I hope it gives Mrs. Pattensall a bite. Hey, Perry, will you stop singing? Uh, I knew we shouldn't have gone in any bars looking for goats. Oh, and where else would you look for a goat? Hey, Perry, Perry, look, that taxi, look, look, look. In an ambulance. Mm-hmm. It's been an accident. Look, look, Perry, slow down, please, will you? Mm-hmm. Hey, that woman, she's hurt. Please, Perry, no. slow down. Let me get a no, picture, no, will you? No, no, What would Mrs. Pattensall say if she ever found out you went around shooting a camera at people? I got it. Oh, stop <sighs> taking pictures. Hey, you know what? You're lost, that's what. We're lost in Brooklyn and we'll be here for years and years. We and years. are not lost. If you'd stop taking pictures, you'd see that we're now approaching Cyprus in 283rd, and if our friend the bartender is correct, we're about to get our first goat. Didn't he have any number? No. Brown shack at the corner of Cyprus and 283rd. That must be it over there, beside those signboards. Hey, what is it, a garbage dump? Or is that the goats I smell? Will you? Now, come on. What's he stopping for? I don't know. Please, Rudolph, we're almost at the car. Now, in a little while, you meet Mrs. Pettensall. You like her. You can't pull them if they don't want to. Now, look, Rudolph, I paid a hundred bucks for you. Will you please act like a hundred dollar goat? Hey, he's sniffing at something on the ground. Huh? Yeah. Hey, Perry, look. What? Perry. It's a body. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a sack. Suffering cats. There's a note on it. Oh, give me a flashlight. Hey. Merry Christmas from the boys. Wow. I think I know him. Flashlight in his face. Yeah. Holy cow, Perry. It's pro guard at the ace office. Yeah. Wow. He had his nose in a poultry racket, didn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Merry Christmas from the boys. What a story. How? Well, too bad. We're busy. Perry, you're kidding. I'm not kidding. Business before pleasure. We're still one goat shy. Pro Gower. Well, let me take a couple of pictures. Okay, but make it snappy. All right, Rudolph. I'll give you one more chance. Are you or are you not gonna get into the car without being kicked? All right, Christmas program called Twas the Night Before Christmas, starring Lyle Sudrow. From December 25th, Christmas Day of 1949, Lyle Sudrow. Don't know who that is. I should I'm look thinking him up. don't kick Rudolph. Yeah, don't kick Rudolph. That's not nice. No. And also in the cast, Bernard Grant, Ross Martin, and Louis Van Ruten. We'll get back to this Christmas story in, uh, oh, a few minutes. We'll, we'll get back to it, if Lisa allows us to. But before we do that, Lisa, I thought real quick we would tell our listeners that we have a... Facebook page for this radio show, right? 
We do. And we posted some very important information. We're hoping you'll check out our Facebook page, see what we posted. And of course, if you haven't already liked us, we would love it if you would. We would say go to Hollywood 360 Radio on your Facebook. All right. So just go to Facebook and then just search Hollywood 360 Radio. Yep. That's That's what you do. And there's a very important announcement. Yes. So please go there. Check it out. Also, you can check out our regular website, which is Hollywood360radio.com, Hollywood360radio.com. We have a, uh, a store there and all kinds of fun stuff. So check all that good stuff out, right? Very important. All right. Here is another Brad Pitt movie. This is a 2011 biography drama sports film. That's my bar. My bar is here. My bar is to take this team to a championship. All right. If you know what movie that is, call us toll free, 855-360-H360. The H is a four, and you'll win some fabulous prizes. That's my bar. My bar is here. My bar is to take this team to a championship. My bar is on the uh, end of the block there where I get tea martinis. Yes, I know you're you're a big drinker. Yeah, I'm just a big, big, big. A little hot tea and some water over there. That's about it. That's my bar. My bar is here. My bar is to take this team to a championship. If you know what movie that is with Brad Pitt, give us a call. Toll free 855-360-H360. The H is a four. Win some fabulous prizes. We'll be right back. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, we're back. This is the Hollywood 360 Radio Network. I'm Carl Amari. Lisa Wolf, that's you, right? That's me. I'm still here. You haven't kicked me out yet. It's really you. Can I check? Can I see? You don't have a mask on, not somebody else? A mask? Yeah. <laughs> somebody wearing a Lisa Wolf mask? Maybe I always wear a mask, so you wouldn't really recognize me. And uh, I know it's you because whenever anybody walks by, they do this. Mm, so yes. I know it's you, Lisa. Yeah, we have a lot of people walking by here on the I studio know, yeah. at <laughs> night. <laughs> All right, so here's that uh, movie clip again with Brad Pitt. That's my bar. My bar is here. My bar is to take this team to a championship. 2011 film, and uh, Jim in Norwich, Illinois, knows the answer. Right, Jim? I think so, uh, Carl. Uh, Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball. You're a winner, Jim. Yeah, good movie. And Brad, you know, he always brings it. He's got such a naturalistic style. Uh, I can't. I I could not agree with you more. The movie that I really liked him in, like probably my favorite movie with him, although World War Z was really good, but I would have to say... Inglorious Bastards. What about that movie? Did you like oh, that? Oh, he was mo- good in that. Yeah, wasn't he great? He was good in Tree of Life. I mean, he's got a real range. I didn't see that movie, Tree of Ra- uh, Tree of yeah. Life. Yeah, no, I didn't see that. I'll tell you one movie that I did not like him in was Meet Joe Black. Did not enjoy his performance in that. But you know what? There's always uh, going to be a. There's going to be one of these. One of these here. Listen. There's always going to be one of those, Jim. Yeah, that's you know, where he gets hit by the car. Yes, he gets hit by the car. That was actually an interesting scene. Oh, was, that was a really an interesting yeah, scene. Yeah, but I didn't think he was good in it, although uh, Anthony uh, Hopkins was amazing in it. But uh, all right, so uh, there we go, Jim. You and I, we could talk forever about movies, because I know you're a big movie buff. But you are going to win some fun prizes, all right, buddy? All right, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Jim knew it, Lisa Wolf. He sure did. And he again, always knows that. And it. again, I did my homework. That's yes. Trivia okay, here let's for see you. How, what, what, so in this movie, us. yeah, Brad Pitt, Robin Wright, who, of course, for years was married to Sean Penn. Not anymore, though. 
He's dating Charlize Theron. Did you know that? You know, things change quickly in Hollywood. Yeah, they do. you got to keep up. Jonah Hill in this. All right, the film's original director, Steven Soderbergh. Soderbergh. <laughs> Soderbergh. <laughs> intended to have all the baseball players portray themselves, but when Columbia Pictures dropped the film, the script was later rewritten with the new director, Bennett Miller, and they hired real actors. It usually works out better. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, a little bit more natural. All right, let's get back now to the Radio City Playhouse. Uh, Rudolph, stay in the back seat. Will you stop kissing me? I'm driving. Yeah, and you should have stuck to lemonade. Oh, you should talk. While I think of it, who did you phone in that last tavern? The office, Tex. Oh, what you telling? Nothing. Nothing at all. Uh, he said Rusty had phoned and said you needn't bother coming to the party no matter how early you got through. And uh, I just sort of casually mentioned the fire and the pro-gower murder. Ah, that'll teach him to send us out after ghosts. Yeah. Where'd that bartender say we should go? Oh, guy by the name of Constantine Wanacasa. Huh? It's just a couple of blocks more. Yeah. Well, now what's the matter yeah. with Rudolph? I believe he is slightly yeah. loaded. He downed a whole can of beer yeah. the barkeep gave him. More likely it's the can. He downed that too. Yeah. Mr. Buonacasa? Yes? Uh, well, my friend here and I, curious as it may seem, are seeking to purchase a goat. Yeah, yes. goat. Yeah, yes. goat. Uh, Jerry, the, the bartender at Mike's Tavern, said you had goats. <laughs> you make the, the, the joke, eh? No, no. Uh, come on, we got company. You drink a glass of wine. Everything should be all right. Christmas time, everybody should feel okay. Uh, look, any time <laughs> but Christmas Eve, it might be a gag. It's dead on the level, brother. I got to get another goat. Now... Have you got one? And we ain't kidding. This yeah. is no funny business. Honest. All right. You coming with me? Yeah. Uh, you uh, have got goats, haven't you? Sure, I got the goats. Paolo and Francesca. Uh, they man and a wife. Oh, oh. Nice goats. Good goats. You like a goat, Sam? Uh, oh, uh, sure. Yeah, we love goats, don't we? Al? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Especially on Christmas Eve, we love goats. Yeah. Uh, it's in here, the shed. There, Paolo and Francesca. Goats. <laughs> oh, it ain't got them yet. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Mr. Buona Casa. See? Si? How, how, mu how much for the big one? Ma che vergogna! I tell you, the name is Paolo and Francesca. This is a husband and a wife. I don't sell a one. You married man, I think you understand me. Oh, 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 forgive me, old man, you're right. I don't know what I was thinking about. Yeah, 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 they look so pretty. Yeah. They're in love. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, look, look. Yeah, sure, look, uh, Mr. Bonacasa, I got a, I got a goat outside. Yeah? Swellest goat you ever saw, Rudolph. Rudolph? He, he loves everybody. Crazy about everybody. Yeah, what, what about a deal? I buy Paolo and Francesca, you take Rudolph and part swap, huh? Yeah, you can have one swell, loving goat and some cash. Everybody, she's a happy, huh? I don't want to want a goat. Yeah. No? No. What's the matter with having one goat? What good is one a goat except to another goat? Except... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, uh, Mr. Uh, Buonacas, it's a deal. Uh, how much? Well, I'm not sure I want much to sell now. Three hundred dollars? How much? 
Amici, she's good. Paolo and Francesca de Rigures. Now you come in the house and we have a summer wine. It's a, it's a party. We sing a songs. We lift the ceiling. <laughs> I know we shouldn't have stayed at Bonacasa's party so long. I just know it. Perry, Perry, please stop, will ya? If I don't eat soon, I'm going to die. Oh, please, please. We got the goats. We got three goats, in fact. Let's eat and get them up to Mrs. Pettensalt's, huh? Will you shut up, Rudolph? You too, Francesca. Will you pipe down? Holy smokes, we're up to our neck and goats. What are we going to do with three goats, Perry? What are we going to do? If we don't eat soon, Perry, I'm going to be sick. You know something, Perry? I wouldn't have blamed that weight if he'd have socked you. Russian caviar in a dump like this. You can't. One, two, one, black. Shh. Al, I'm sleeping. Now, please, do not disturb me. Allow me to sit here with my head in my hands and suffer. Stop nudging me, Al. Will you stop nudging me? Good evening, all. Mind if I join the party? Rusty. Hello, Perry. Don't suppose you'd mind if I sat down. You're sore. Not at all. It's been a perfect Christmas Eve. How'd you find us? Left a trail a blind man could follow. When I saw your car parked outside with three goats in the back seat, I sort of figured you might be in here. Oh, don't be sore, Rusty. Don't sore? Be sore? Why should I be sore? What, what are you doing away from the party? There is no party. Huh? Can I have some coffee, too? What do you mean? I'm working. Everybody's working. There's never been a Christmas like it before. Progower was murdered. Progower of the DA's office. Oh, for goodness sake. Well, well fancy that. It also happens that Pier 547 Brooklyn blew up. Not really. Perry, why do you drink? Uh, because they sent me out on Christmas Eve to buy two goats and a red wagon. Oh. Have you got the wagon? Huh? The wagon. The wagon. Oh, 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 I haven't got the wagon. Well, I have. That's one reason I'm here. It takes thought you'd forget. Where is it? Outside my car. Oh, Rusty, you're wonderful. Am I? We got one goat too many, Rusty. Hmm, you noticed it too, did you? Isn't Mrs. Pettensall going to be surprised? <laughs> What's the matter with them now? They're frightened. Now listen, Goat, you're out of the elevator. All you got to do is walk down this nice, quiet hall here. See? That's it. Now just walk slowly down the hall to apartment three. And stop kissing me. <laughs> oh, look, Rusty. Rudolph loves me. It's quarter to 11. The Pettensalls will be home in yeah. 15 minutes. All right, all right, all right. Vogel, you huh? take Paolo. Rusty, you grab Francesca. Are you, Rudolph? <laughs> Whoever answers this door is in for an awful shock. Wait 
kidding. Rudolph, Rudolph, Rudolph. He's kissing me. Merry <laughs> Christmas, Rudolph. You're the sweetest little goat in the whole wide world. Good evening. Good heavens. Yeah. Are you the Patent Saul's butler? I am, sir. And might I ask what you are? Move over. We got goats. You got a bathroom with a sunken tub? Still, Rudolph. There. There, there. I guess you're clean. Oh, they both uh, look like fluffy little lambs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but Rudolph, Rudolph here doesn't deserve a bath ever smashing the Petensol's mirror. Well, he couldn't help it. Hmm? It's the first time he'd ever seen himself and that mean expression on his face. Uh, uh, all right. Hold still, Rudolph. You'll be dry in a minute. That's a boy. Right, give me another towel, Rusty. Hey, you've used five already. <laughs> Looks like a nightmare. It's a boy. Yeah, well, you can't deliver dirty goats to Mrs. Pettensall. <laughs> Say, he's real cute when he's clean, isn't he? Hey, what's Vogel doing? Uh, making hey. a harness out of neckties. Let's try. <laughs> Let's get him harnessed to the wagon and get out of here before the Pettensalls arrive. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Rudolph. You look swell. Hey. Well, come on, Rusty. Open the door. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey. This is sure some dump. Oh, how's the harness coming, Al? I used Mr. Pettensoul's neckties. Hey, look at it. Swell, ain't it? Oh, Al, yeah. it's the nicest harness I've ever seen. Yeah. Hey, did you ever see a tree like that in your whole life? Never. Hmm. And I never will. I'll never, ever have a Christmas like other people. Never. Well, let's get them harnessed. <laughs> Finished. Red wagon and all. Yeah. Now, don't they look cute? <laughs> Paolo and Francesca, man and wife. Makes me want to cry. Oh, what are they doing to the tree? Looks to me as if they're eating Give it. A... a little at a time. Uh, uh, Rudolph! Oh, good Lord. Darn you, anyway, Rudolph. Oh, no, Perry, look out. He'll break uh, the other Rudolph. one. Suffering oh. cats. Hey, hold it. Here come the betting souls, I bet you. going on in here? My vase. Oh, both of them. What is the meaning of this? Who are you people? Alan, are these people from the paper? I believe they are, my dear. Get out of here. All of you. You hooligans. You're drunk. I beg, beg your pardon. We're not drunk. Of course you're drunk. Otherwise, what's the meaning of the third animal? It is a spare. A spare? That's supposed to be funny. Will you please leave? Alan, I expect you to deal with these people tomorrow. Oh, Rusty, I believe Mrs. Pettensall is sore. Is she? Well, so am I. Mrs. Pettensall, you're all through with Perry Brown now, aren't you? I don't believe I know yes, who... Yes, you are. You're through with him. He's drunk and he's dirty, and besides, he's served your purpose. He got you what you wanted, two goats and a red wagon on Christmas Eve. No other man in town could have done it tonight, or would have. Get out of here, you... You've been using our office and our staff to do your dirty work for the last five years. Where? Run errands, fetch and carry, fix things for you, play nursemaid to you. Well, that's out as far as we're concerned. 
And when you replace us, I suggest you go to an employment agency that furnishes trained servants. <gasps> It'll be nice to know you can call up the office when you need an extra butler. Come on, boys. Come on, Rudolph. Let's get out of here. I can smell something that has nothing to do with goats. Well, now, I've now, never now, been... Now, 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 my dear. Uh, good night, Miss McGowan, Miss Brown, Mr. Vogel. Good night. Oh, come on, let's get out of here. We got rid of Al. Yeah. Now, if we could only get rid of Rudolph. I called up the zoo. Well? They didn't want a goat. Oh. I called up the Metropolitan Museum of Art, too. <laughs> what on earth for? I don't know. I thought maybe because it was Christmas Eve, they might make an exception. <laughs> what do we do with them? Honey, I don't know, but I'm, I'm not going to abandon Rudolph on some cold vacant lot. He's got a right to Christmas, too. Well, where'll we take him? I don't know. I guess we'll just wander around Brooklyn with him until we die of old age. No, 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 don't kiss me when I'm driving, Rudolph. (laughs) He loves me, Rusty. I know. I do, too. Do you? Mm Mm-hmm. Heaven's sakes, let's get some coffee. I'm perishing with a cold, Perry. Look, there's a place. Mm-hmm. Come on, stop, Perry. All right, all right, all right. Do you, do you think you love me as much as Rudolph loves me? Um, I think I do. Okay, then I'll buy you some coffee. All right, now, uh, get uh, Rudolph out on your side. Uh, huh? Can't he stay in the car? Well, Rudolph's got a right to his Christmas, too. Yeah, boy. Go on, Rudolph. Go with Rusty. Uh, That's a fella. Come on, Rudolph. Uh, Good old Rudolph. <laughs> oh, Rusty, honey, I just couldn't leave Rudolph without a home on Christmas Eve. It wouldn't be human. I know. Do you suppose we'll have to keep him forever? I don't know. There we are. All right, now. Sit down, Rudolph. Sit down beside us and shut up. Hey! Hey, hey, mister, hey, you can't bring that goat in Oh, here. yes, we can. It's Christmas Eve. Coffee and donuts for two and some wheat biscuits for Rudolph. Is that what goats eat? Yeah, yeah, just one of the things. No, 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 no. Leave, him, leave him in the box. That's hmm? right, yeah, he'll eat the box and all. He'll be hysterical when he hits the biscuits after all that cardboard. Sure. Yeah, thanks. Here, Rudolph, now, don't let me hear a sound out of you. Hey! Yeah. Boy, I've seen everything now. Donuts and coffee coming up. You unhappy, kid? <laughs> Perry, I'm an awful fake. I've loved every minute of it. No fooling. Mm. I was mad because you wouldn't take me with you. (laughs) Oh, it's a lousy racket, but we love it. I guess we're out of it now, though. We haven't got a job, Rusty. Oh, I think we have. Remember when Mr. Pettensall said goodnight? Yes. He winked at me. No kidding. Mm. (laughs) He's been wanting to tell her off for years. Oh, I'll bet. Perry... Can't you remember anything that happened tonight? Oh, some of it. Well, you know, there's a bonus waiting for you at the office. A bonus? Uh Uh-huh. What for? For your work on the Pier 547 explosion. What? Vogel took a picture of it. Yeah? Yeah. He also took a picture of the death of some Brooklyn alderman's wife in a taxi accident and a half a dozen of Progower's bodies. What are you talking about? 
Vogel phoned the office around six. Yeah. He said if we would go to an address he gave us and look behind some signboards, there'd be something for us. Uh-huh. There was. On top of Progauer's body were half a dozen plates and a note from Vogel with the captions on them. They're all over page one now. Well, I'll be good old Vogel. I tried to make an honest flunky out of him, but I guess he's just a newspaper man at heart. So you see, everything's all right. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is. Now, if we could only just get rid of Rudolph. Yeah. Hey, mister, give me two coffees and two donuts to go. Rusty, Rusty, look. What? That kid. Hey, Sonny. Sonny, come here, will you? Hello, lady. Hi, Sonny. Hello, mister. Hi. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Say, how would you like a goat for Christmas? Her? Him. Honest? Honest. You mean just take him? Right now. You want him? Gee, do I? Gosh. Call him Rudolph. Gee, thanks, mister. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Come on, Rudolph. Well, we've done it, Rusty. We've done it. Rudolph has a home. (laughs) Darling, Merry Christmas. Terry. Hey, 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 cut out that kissing stuff. I run a respectable joint. have just heard Twas the Night Before Christmas by Paul Gallico, starring Lyle Sudrow as Perry Brown. Bernard Grant was Al Vogel, and other members of the cast included Ross Martin, Frank Milano, Louis Van Ruten, Connie Lemke, Butch Cavell, and Grace Keddy. The special music was composed and conducted by Dr. Roy Shield. Twas the Night Before Christmas was adapted for radio by Harry W. Junkin, who also directed the entire production. This is Harry Junkin again. Merry Christmas, everybody, and good afternoon. You'll find a Merry Christmas all day long on NBC. Fred Collins speaking. Now stay tuned for James Melton and Harvest of Stars on NBC. All right, there you have the Radio City Playhouse from Christmas of 1949. Twas the night before Christmas, starring Lyle Sudrow, as heard on NBC. I want to remind our listeners, a little earlier I heard a... Commercial for Cat's Pride that you voiced. Lisa, you did a great job on that. So uh, there you go. You're so there, a terrific there you go. voice talent. And we have a, a wonderful drawing that we're having here every single month sponsored by Cat's Pride. All you have to do, folks, to enter this drawing is email us a picture of you and your cat. And then just tell us your name and your cat's name and your city and state. Email that to us here at Cat's Pride photo at gmail.com. Cats Pride photo at gmail.com. You're automatically entered into this drawing and you could win. And we give, give us away every month a, a entire year's supply of Cats Pride kitty litter. Dan Jaffe, the CEO of the company, comes in, draws a name, and uh, you could be a winner. We've had a winner each month and we're going to do this for I don't know how many months, at least a year we're doing this. And all of the pictures are posted 
at our Facebook page. Right, Lisa? Right, and we will be doing our next drawing the end of December, so you still have time to enter for this month's drawing. Right, so send a photo of you and your cat along with your name and your cat's name, city and state. Send it to catspridephoto at gmail.com, and you will be entered into this drawing. All right, let's take a quick break, then we'll be right back. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360, brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, Lisa, when we come back from the break, we're going to tune in to Vic and Sade, a good Christmas story from 1940, Art Van Harvey and Bernadine Flynn in that, and then a terrific Christmas episode of Suspense going back to 1949, called Double Entry, and that stars Eddie Cantor. We'll also give away some new uh, classic radio, TV, video, good stuff. When you can uh, decide what movie Brad Pitt is in, we'll do that in the next hour as well. So there's a lot coming up. Stick around. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 